Switch it! Hello, you're listening to the Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast with David Utteridge and my Liverpool-loving co-host, Rob Lambert. Say hi, Rob. Hello. If you heard the news that Obama and Springsteen were doing a podcast and simply wondered who would score more goals in a five-side football team, then you're in the right place. And if you didn't, don't worry, we've still got an answer for you. The format is simple. Each week, we'll both select a team of five players and one super sub based around a topic or theme. This can be absolutely anything, from Lord of the Rings to Netflix originals, Super Mario to types of pasta. Literally anything goes. Our players will then go head-to-head and the team with the most goals wins. At the end of the season, the winner will become the inaugural Fantasy Fantasy Football Champion and be forever immortalised in the Hall of Fame, while the loser will bear the shame and bring dishonour upon their family. They'll also have to pay for a trophy and there'll be a weekly prize for the best team. As the home team this week, it was Rob's job to select the theme. So Rob, with all of popular culture to choose from and all of human history, what did you go for? Well, you'd think in the first week of a podcast called Fancy Fancy Football, the natural first step would be to go for football or maybe go for fantasy, given the word fantasy is in the title twice. Yep. However... I didn't want to make it that easy for you. And as the home team, I wanted to start strong. And, I mean, I went through a few different ideas, but considering that I've been pretty much watching The Sopranos religiously over the last few weeks, and I haven't finished it yet, so I'm, there's still a few characters I could have picked up along the way. I've decided to go for mobsters and gangsters. Which plays into your hands even more so, being as I think my experience of, mobsters and gangsters is i don't know like when my sister was in the primary school production of bugsy malone <laughs> like I, this is not an area i've got any knowledge on i've and it, it's reflected in my team there's there's some ropey choices i think there's gonna there needs to be some work to convince you of them I mean, I mean, even so, the, we've, we've, all, we've always planned that we'd, you know, you, you can pretty much argue anybody counts. Um, you know, if you've got Doc Cotton, then I'll believe you that she's somehow a gangster. Or if you've got, uh, I don't know, a, a, some Cress, I'll somehow believe that that is somehow a gangster in one way or another. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of wary, but at the same time, I think the team I've got should easily without disrespect, wipe the floor with whoever you've put out, I'm hoping. We, well, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, given that you're not really as into it, and I mean, I'm not that into it, but I've, I've, you know, there's some films that stand out for me, and obviously I've watched Sopranos so recently that I'm like, this is, this is all me now. This is, this is all I know. And I've scrapped every other bit of information for this one series. <laughs> and so that's what I've based it on. So I really, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on me to win, but I think I'll be okay. I just wish I'd watched more on Netflix. Like, I've known for a week. I've known for a week. You you would think, but I know you like to live dangerously, clearly. Like a a mobster would? Maybe it's all method. Maybe this is method podcasting. Yeah, you're the Daniel Day-Lewis of podcasting. There you go. Heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so before, before obviously we, we talk through our players that we've picked, 
um, obviously we can go through our team names, which I think we the the plan was to have to pick sort of fancy football team names that have kind of a, stay within the theme but are, are relevant to the specific theme of the week. So this week would have mobster themed uh, names that maybe have a football pun in them. Uh, for my for my team this week, based on it being mobsters and gangsters, I've decided to go for Dennis Wise guys. Oh, brilliant! What team brilliant. name have you gone for? Given the fact that I know it's not really your sort of thing, but I know that you're, a, you know, you're obviously very meticulous and you 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 know you you switched on. So I'm expecting a very good name. Uh, Mobchester United. So that kick off? Can we yeah, kick off? Yeah, maybe we should just get to the plays because, you know, we don't need to talk anymore. All right. Match really? day. Let's go. In my starting position, I've opened with uh, a striker, which in this case was obviously a difficult one as the striker position could ta- be taken up by practically anyone. But I've I've personally chosen a, a uh, quite a, a character that's grown on me since I've been watching The Sopranos. Who anybody who's a fan of the show will know is Paulie Walnuts, but um, his full name is Paul Galtieri or Paul Paulie Walnuts Galtieri. If you want to mix the two together, um, <laughs> but he, he he's is he, I mean it, it, considering he's probably in his sixties or seventies for a lot of the show because he I mean he does look he does look very old. You, it's it's an odd choice to go up front, but I think the 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 hard facedness of the character would be perfect against some against any goalkeeper, and I'd trust him to put it, put any any shot away. Um, so he, I, I, he's he's my he's my striker choice for this for this week, and I think he's uh, he's is an odd an odd choice, but you know if you, if you know Paulie Walnuts, you know you've got no chance for the goalkeeper. But but once again, I mean, that depends on who, which goalkeeper it's coming up against. So yeah, so I haven't I haven't watched any of the Sopranos ever, um, except except for you saying his name uh, just now. That's the first I've ever heard of this this kid. <laughs> so so there's I mean, no in that, in, that, in that sense I could have made him up. Well, and indeed I think you have. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's low risk of being intimidated by this. It's it's good to go into a match, and as far as I'm concerned, this is a an unknown striker. But you will know my goalkeeper. I've gone for a big fella to basically block up the net. Like that's all we need. Um, not particularly quick. I'll grant you that. Um, a safe pair of hands. Yep. Obviously, at this point, I'm trying to build suspense. It's working well. Oh, um, I'm salivating. So, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Unrelated to uh, to <laughs> what I'm saying. Anyway, you work. So's so's my guy. Actually, oh, I've missed it there. So's my guy. So, uh, in in golf for me, is uh, a mobster of the universe. It's Jabba the Hutt. Oh my god! It's it's Jabba the Hutt now of Star Wars fame for the uninitiated. Somehow, if you don't know, um, I just yeah, yeah. He he captured a princess, so I think he can probably snaffle a few crosses. He's huge, like he's huge <laughs> in presence. He's huge in 
I don't know, just yeah, back back to presence. Yeah, that huge in presence, notoriety. He's got all the all the hallmarks of a mobster without really being in a in a mob as such. So, to be fair, though, that does count. Like that that is a, that is. <laughs> I mean, obviously the the whole point of the whole point of our team selection any week will be to. To, you know, we can pretty much argue that anything would count. Anything goes, but don't forget, not anything goes, but anything goes. Um, but, but both well for the rest that, of my that, team. That's pretty fair, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on that, I can't help but think that's very difficult for anyone to score past Jabba the Hutt. Yes, come on. Um, and because I haven't got a clue who Paulie Walnuts is, I'm sort of... I mean, I'm inclined to say I've I've taken that. That's that's going to be one nil to the away side. It, to, I mean, uh, honestly, if if you knew who Paulie Walnut, Paul, Paulie Walnuts was, you'd be quite concerned. But the, I mean, actually, one thing you may know him from he he did the voice of you know when they killed Brian in Family Guy, and then they decided to replace him with another dog. He did the voice of that other dog. No way. Yeah, um, but but I mean I know that that changes nothing about this game, and <laughs> I think yeah that does that has to be one nil to you because there's no I mean just physically there's no getting past Jabba the Hutt in any side. If, if you know five aside, you know those goals, and there's no way there's anyone's getting past that. So yeah, fair play. Get in an unlikely early start for the away. Side. Can't believe it! Can't believe it. Um, yeah. So well, God. That's a, that's a terrible start. Um, <laughs> okay, so well, for my obviously for, for a five-side team, we've sort of uh, for the second position after a strike, we've kind of gone for a, a utility forward slash winger. Um, in this case, I've gone for the Tommy DeVito character from Goodfellas, played by Joe Pesci. Obviously, the, if anything, you, I mean, you could argue that he'd be a good midfield enforcer or a you know tough guy centre back. But um, you know, based on the the mobsters we're, we're picking from here, there's going to be a lot of tough guys in the team. So if anything, Pesci, Pesci's one of the the nicer of the team. Um, but I think as a tricky winger, he's quite good, and he, he's kind of he'd be a uh, you know he he'd sort of be quite an aggressive forward, like a like a Suarez or a. Um, just, I mean, he, he, I wouldn't say Balotelli. He's not. He's not going to be so controversial, <laughs> but he'd be. He, you know, you, you'd, you'd let him score. I think. <laughs> um, what do you mean I'm offside? So, how am I offside? Joe, uh, Joe Pesci. I know the name, but obviously, I mean, hence why you picked mobsters and gangsters. I think because it's uh, yeah. it's a huge blind spot in my knowledge. With... Does it does it help does it help if I say the small guy from Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yes, it. Running down the <laughs> wow, that, I didn't know he's in Goodfellas. Uh, no, uh, no, the the short short burger. It does. It does. I can hear the voice the... now as well. Yeah. I was watching a I was watching a Netflix thing about um the holiday films that made us or something, and there was a bit in there yeah. where apparently he was like, he was absolutely terrifying on set. Oh, right. That might be a. Well, is this still Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But he was he was just a just a nice guy. But uh, no, yeah, Pesci. Apparently, he was he's just a very oh, very right. scary bloke to have around the place. So that's kind of disappointing because I thought it'd be one of them where it's like, no, really nice guy. 
but like no pretty pretty much what you'd expect and the, do you know this is just to delay my poor choice for defender but you know apparently yeah. also all the um fresh and russian 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 he was doing in that was because he said he couldn't read a script without swear words in it and he oh, couldn't like no. so that the sort of like weird bits were him um him sort of um what is it censoring himself oh right there you go um all that to say, I think that's a, a very good pick. <laughs> yeah. um, well, while you were telling that elaborate story, I could hear you googling. Yeah, just, <laughs> desperately, <laughs> frantically, any any peshyfacts dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah. When really you could have been used that time to look for a mobster to have a yeah. centre back. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've I've got a few options. I feel like yeah, I feel like um, I'm going to struggle with that one, and I never yeah. really, I never really tied down a centre back all that well. So what I'm going to do is, given given it's Pesci, I, I'm going to say mobility's probably fairly decent. We're going to say he's agile and whatnot. And yeah, he, definitely. It's Pesci. It, it's, he's got to be. So I'm sort of, I'm, I'm going to kind of give give away a bit of um, a bit of the problem I've, I've got here. And uh, my, so I've picked James from Team Rocket from pokemon <laughs> now you <laughs> know I'm, I'm unaware of what that means this time so you have to explain do you not watch pokemon <laughs> i did years ago i remember who ash is and i know i knew, i remember when mewtwo turned up in um pokemon the movie and i, I nearly cried myself to death yeah. at how amazed do, i was do you remember the um, there was a there's a guy at the start of that who was like in a suit and he had a big cat and stuff and he he was called Giovanni, uh, and he was the bo- he like captured Mewtwo, oh. and he he's the boss of Team Rocket. And then under him, yeah. there's um like three of them really. There's Jesse, James, and Meowth. Oh yeah, and I then Meowth. James is the one with the blue hair. Anyway, yeah, um, it's not a good pick. It's I look, I panicked. All right, I've panicked here. Um, <laughs> but if I can possibly defend it, I thought. They do a few dance moves in the show. They do. They have some elaborate routines. So I thought he'd be yeah. nimble. He'd be sort of agile. I think in five sides, you want a quick defender to kind of like yeah. go and snaffle people up, particularly if I'm playing five side. Um, he's he's a proven team player. Uh, yeah, no, he's you know Team Rocket have a have a lot. They have a lot of setbacks, and they just keep on coming back. So that's perseverance. That's the sort of thing that you. That's the sort of thing that you want in a player. Um, now, look, I, I I know when I'm beat, but I've I've given I think I've given that a good go for for James there. But is it? I mean, I think I think my only concern is that I, uh, my only concern is that the Tommy DeVito character from Goodfellas might get sent off, and even though he's a winger, I feel like he could end up getting himself Ooh. sent off, but. Um, but we haven't got a system for red cards yet, so that's a problem. Well, now that's, that's true. A, so um, you're, but... you've escaped there on a technicality. Next week, though, ding dong. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's hot headedness to go against him then. But but then I I, I still I still I, I I don't really know your character enough to be able to know if you'd beat him. Whereas I I do know both, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's a win for <laughs> Pesci. 
and obviously well i know joe pesci so i don't know the character but i basically think joe pesci is probably the exact same character and from my frantic googling oh yeah he plays the same character in everything including his own life (laughs) where he has to play joe pesci when he's being joe pesci isn't that a film Um, (laughs) john markovich is shaking his fist somewhere <laughs> yeah, it was being me. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. if, if you're, I mean, if you I, think that's, that's one think all, then I'll. Devito makes it one all. Brilliant. Um, okay, now, mid, God, central midfield. It's 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 a very. I I think I've picked a very interesting yeah. choice. But if you've seen the usual suspects before, then it's fine. But if you haven't, which you may not have, then it completely ruins the twist. At the end. We are zero for three. I have not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I won't run through the whole film because it's about three hours long or something. But it's a it's a very good film. But the point of it is that they there's there's all these people there's a, this this police lineup and they're interviewing all of them over who this Kaiser Soze is and he's like a big like 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 a god of of like the gangland world mm. and. Um, and then, and as it, as it goes along, they they've, they've talked to all of them except for this li- this little guy who's kind of you know he's he's like quite timid and quite and he's got a limp and he he just clearly completely you know not cut out for this this world at all but he somehow got himself involved in it, and the policeman's talking to him the whole film and he tells him this massive elaborate story, and as he's and it's just it's just the perfect twist of any film. And when he's walking away, you know, they let him go and they sort of go, okay, well, you've clearly not got anything to do with it because you can barely look me in the eye without crying. And they let him go. And when he's walking down the street, his limp, you can see his limp turns into a perfectly good, you know, fine walk. And the... the, the, They've got a, uh, like, there's got an artist impression of Kaiser Soze, but it's taken ages to print out, which is quite, it's quite a, a, a fatal, you know, problem for the policeman. But it finally prints out, and it's the guy he's been talking to. And he looks around the room, and everything the guy's told him that's happened is based on stuff in the room. So there's, there's like a board on the wall, and everything on it is, is um, you know... So, so there's a bit where he talks about some, a guy called Mr. Kobayashi, and the, on, under the bottom of the mugs, they're made by Kobayashi. And, you know, all oh, these my. little details he's pulled from around the room, and most of it hasn't actually happened, and he's just put this story together because he's such a good... Um, you know, like such a good, like uh, you know, kingpin of the whole thing. So in my mind, I thought central midfield. You want someone with a brain, and I've picked the cl- the smartest person I know from any film. In my mind, that. Oh, but he is played by Kevin Spacey, well, so that does go against. Him. I mean, you you, you, bear, you bear just have to ruin it, but it does help me. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's his handy uh, that he's played by Kevin Spacey. That is pretty pretty good uh i will give you that so my choice you'll be glad to know is i think this is an actual i think this is a legitimate mobster yeah obviously not a genre that i'm i'm massively okay with but one of my favorite films is the 2008 classic in bruges that's a very good film. To it, be fair. A really good film, right? Now you've got yeah. good options there. You've got uh, Colin Farrell. You've got Brendan Gleeson. But the one I've gone for is I've gone for Ralph Fiennes playing Harry, who's the uh, boss of all of them, and at one point 
does say at the start, get to Bruges, uh, which I... <laughs> which sets up the whole which, film. Let's mate, honestly, until you hear that line, you think, oh, I don't know what this has got to do with Bruges. So <laughs> yes. I've looked at him there. Uh, he's got... He's decisive, as we've just found out. Get to Bruges. They get to Bruges. He calls up Ken and he says, kill Ray. Spoiler. A bit late, but it was 2008. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was, you, I was spoiler alert for usual suspects. That was like 1991 or something. So, <laughs> so at this point, oh well. Um, yeah, so he's, he's got that sort of decisiveness about him. He's uh, a, a, an enforcer in the middle of the pitch. Like he shoots, shoots Ken. But he shoots Ken in the leg to start with, which is pleasant. Mm. And then, you know, when he needs to take action, he shoots him in the neck. So that's Ken gone. Yeah. Mm. Um, he also, like, he doesn't take he doesn't take any chances. So he's going to, like, snuff out all the risk quickly, uh, as seen when he shoots Ray seven times. <laughs> um, and I just <laughs> thought, he's athletic. There's a scene where they chase down the canal. He's got... Um, yeah. He's got a good moral compass. He, you know, shoots a shoots a uh, a dwarf performer in the head, but thinks it's a school child, and then he pops himself off. I think, hey, it's a strong moral compass. So he's gonna. I I just feel like he's got a good he's got a good set of attributes for a midfielder. He's an all rounder. Um, so so that's where I've gone. I've gone for Harry from In Bruges. That's tough, you know, because honestly, from probably from the entire list of, of players, of, well, we say players, but players I've put together, I think that was the one where I thought, you know, I'm really pushing that this one, this one wins. But to be fair, like, that's actually a very good choice. And I think, I think my, I, I think, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on whether to take a defeat on that or I guess fight it's, for it. Because that's actually does, a very good choice. I guess what we're asking is, does intellect beat athleticism i think that's the battle we've got in the middle of the park there do we think oh, yeah. in this five-a-side setting oh, i don't know I, I, to be fair to be fair i think i think athleticism probably does because i don't think in five-a-side you don't i mean obviously i went i went very full on with picking someone who's got a brain but he's not it's not really what you look for in five -a -side, As... so i don't know i think because I, also your your pick's got a bit of both true I think I might have lost that round, even though I thought to me that was that was kind of like bottling the title because that that was You've... that was like pole position and it's, it's gone down the pan. So, but I I can see that. I think. Well, I I will take well, that. I'll take that victory. So uh, that fair. that means it is two one to me. -one. You've got to you've got to score the next two to avoid an embarrassing home defeat to start the season. <laughs> yeah, and at home Yikes. as well. But my centre pack choice is very, very, very formidable because I've picked Tony Montana from Scarface, oh, it... and there's surely you're not getting past him, whoever you've chosen. That feels like if if we had like a golden goal of a player, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Scarface has just come in and. Uh, he was the one. He's the one. Well, 
his little friend with both <laughs> legs and going straight for your players. Just chopping me out. Referee's too scared to get rid of him. You've got a very, um, you've got quite a scary looking team. Um, yeah. Well, I'd, I've, I've got, I've got someone. I, I think we know where this is going already. Not that I want to admit. Yeah. To it's not another Pokemon character, is it? <laughs> it's it's Squirtle from when he was in the Squirtle squad. Um, that's a, that, that's a right, thing. Um, it's a good one though, so I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to bring him out uh, on the wing. I've gone for someone who's cool, who's clinical, who I think has uh, has a good a good brain and thus a good footballing brain. Uh, but he's also not gonna like he won't steal the show. In terms of like he's he's quite he's unassuming. He just gets on with the job, but he does it really really well. And I'm trying to think of a football equivalent of that. And all I'm coming up with is like Aaron Cresswell. And I don't think that's what I want to say to try and convince you that this guy's a good winger. But his name will strike fear into all of my chicken brothers. It's Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad. Oh God. I didn't even think of that, but that's a very yeah. Good so I mean, is he a mobster or a gangster? Not really, but he's well. I say not really, no. But if you stretch it a little bit, if you allow leeway for for those of us that are just too scared to watch mobster or gangster films, I think you can. I think there's a pocket yeah. in there. There's a there's a little little spot on the side for a Gus Fring. Yeah, there is. A, there's a mafioso. And I, to him. so I, I, I mean, hey, I think, I think you pick Gus Fring against most people, you've got a good chance. There's that surprise factor, but I do. How can you? How can you come into mobsters and gangsters week, have Scarface in the team, and think it's going to be anything other than a, than a Tony Montana win? I just don't. It's very, it's very. I'm very torn because I do. I do think I mean Gus Fring's such a good character, but I I don't know I, I do I do think Tony Montana's like the the John Terry of the <laughs> very much the John Terry of the uh, fancy fancy football world, which we're we're still yeah. establishing <laughs> this week. One. They're like a terrifying duo though together, like they in a team together they'd be very hot. Like oh yeah, you've got yeah, and they're like opposite ends of the spectrum. I think that's what makes this like quite a good matchup is you've got one guy that's quite loud and brash and is sort of like he knows there's a target yeah. on him and he doesn't he doesn't care and then on the other side yeah you've got like somebody who just flew under the radar so much that he's running a chicken restaurant like nobody knew and then yeah, yeah he's terrifying that bit where he's like slicing throats open and stuff is absolutely horrifying yeah and he just showed you should he shows like no, I mean, like Tony Montana, he's he's completely he's so um, he's so like driven by anger that he's that you know he, he just goes around doing it, but he seems to get a bit of a kick out of it. But Gus showed no emotion, he just like slits throats and then wanders off, <laughs> go, like just goes to bed, he's fine, and he's just like, Oh, it's just it's oh, it's 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 Mr. Fring again, you're all right. He's like, Hello, everyone, I hope you've had Imagine a if your afternoon. boss was like that. <laughs> Oh, you've got some ketchup yeah. on your shirt. But he never had ketchup. He was too careful for that. <laughs> I've done him a disservice there. It's so like I, he'd be off the ball as well. He's, he never has a crease. He'd be in like his off shirt. the ball, like kicking your legs from under you or something. And the ref would never see it and you'd be 
I, I, I mean, I think he'd give him a game. I do think. <laughs> I think there's a game to be had there. Yeah. But... I think Gus Ring in a football match, you you're scared when you see him coming up against you, but you're even more scared yeah, when, yeah. when you can't find him. You're like, where's he gone? <laughs> so, I do. That's. I think. In a weird way, this is the hardest one to decide, but it's also the most obvious. I think. I think I I'm I can concede there. I can concede. Partic- particularly because well, yeah, it will make it a deciding goal. Last case scenario, so we'll yeah. build up some early excitement. It's a, it's a tough one, but I do think if Tony Montana, yeah, wants did, the ball, yeah, he'll yeah get you're the right, ball. you're right. <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, your, your legs might be in the way, your head might be in the way, three players might be in the way, but he'll get the ball. He might pick it up, but the refs not doing anything. <laughs> You're not meant to pick it up. What was that? Leave it. Leave it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, it comes down to this then. Um, Now, I'm doubting you've seen the film Casino. Casino Royale? Um, It's like that. (laughs) One of them words. Um, But it's... You know, obviously, for this whole category... um, I had to pick Robert De Niro in some capacity, but obviously I could have had him. I could have had him from The Irishman, you know, from like four hours of him driving around the place, (laughs) or I could, which wasn't very exciting. I could have had him from. You know what? Well, he's he's on the other side, isn't he? But he's still he's still got that kind of like swagger around. I've now regretted not picking him for that. (laughs) I really am. I could have picked him from Meet the Fockers. (laughs) Oh. But he, but he's the FBI, yeah. But he? he's like the. At one point, he definitely says to Greg, "You're the Godfucker <laughs> now, Greg, Greg, Greg." And oh, so I would have, yeah. I could have yeah. got away with that. I think. Yeah, no, I, I would have. I, I mean, I just like it, when it when it's when it's Robert De Niro. You just I've missed a treat you know, there. I've of... missed a treat. That might be it. That might be where the game's won. Maybe we can just do Robert a week De Niro character. It's a great <laughs> week. But this week, I've gone in goal for his his portrayal of Sam Ace Rothstein in Casino because that's one that's probably I I genuinely think that's the best performance he's ever done. I don't know what word followed <laughs> that, but I'm going with done because he's he spends the whole film breaking necks and cashing checks, and throughout the film he wears the weirdest suits and he pulls it off every time. There's bits where he has a pink suit and a bright red suit. And he just has a different suit every scene, almost like it's contractual. And he's just amazing. And I just think there's he's and also, I mean, Robert De Niro in goal. I know it's not, it's not the you you, you know, obviously I think automatically you think mm. centre back, you know, centre back, the tough guy, central midfield, just you know, the guy guy with a guy with a completely completely calm composure the entire match, but in goal. If you're taking a penalty against Robert De Niro and you look oh, at his eyes, point. there's no yeah. way you're scoring it. That's not yeah, romantic, yeah. but I meant, <laughs> I meant more in the, you know. I mean, but maybe. Um, but but yeah, so that's what I've gone for. Well, that's that's intimidating. Um, slightly, but I've gone for up top. I think every five-a-side team, and this comes from a place of experience. Yeah. Um, 
because I did win the Players Player of the Season uh, in my first year at the Sports Interactive E-Team. So I know a little bit about Fiverside. Um, uh-huh. Just get my credentials out there, building suspense. Uh I think every team needs like a a bit of a a bit of a clunker, but this guy's gonna have a rocket shot. So all you need to do, he's I'm envisioning a striker who stays basically in the other team's half. He doesn't come back and help defend, he doesn't do any of that, but you know you can sort of if you get it, you can just swish it forward, he'll get the ball and he'll blast it. And to that end, I've gone for Kingpin from Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> what, every one of your choices I've been like how have I not thought of yeah that? well I mean you, you've come up with actual mobsters <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah but Kingpin's such a good character especially especially when he's played by Vincent D'Onofrio in the Daredevil series he's now you see I'm going I'm going for uh... Are you no going I'm Michael going for Clark like Duncan? Um, the animated series like way Oh, I mean, right, okay. so start. we're talking, obviously, you mentioned De Niro in some suits. We're talking about a guy who's wearing like a big old white suit. He's got like a pink cravat. He's, which is, you know, at that yeah. time, that's been pretty cool. Like a mob boss wearing pink. I, yeah. De Niro did it as well. So, okay. One, one. But I remember <laughs> he was huge as well, wasn't he? He was like, I don't know. He seemed to just tower above everyone. Yeah. yeah. He... He's got a presence about yeah. him. I feel like. He'll be able to shrug off the defenders if they he get has. near him. That there's got to be a rocket shot in there. I am a little bit worried that he's sort of yeah. top heavy and maybe he's got little tiny legs that won't do a lot. But then they've got to be quite strong to support that mass, mm. haven't they? Yeah, he, I mean, he'd be it's, like it's Dean full Windass, Dean Windass at Hull, isn't it? It is full. It's full Windass. Yeah. I'm, I must admit, oh, I picked him yeah. thinking sort of like a bit Bobby Zamora-ish, but. Now you said it, yeah. I, have, I have picked Dean Windass. And I should have picked Dean Windass as a mobster. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'd have accepted it. I don't, I don't actually think there's any way we could ever not accept any, any, uh, um, you know, any, any, any sort of attempt you have in this competition is accepted. The, the performance you have due to that decision is different, but um, I genuinely... I, I I'm quite stumped yet again. I keep thinking you're going to have have one where I think, okay, well, yeah, I should win really based on that. But the, I mean, every every version of Kingpin, even arguably the Michael Clark Duncan version in the slightly <laughs> poor Daredevil film, is is pretty very good and and frightening. And I do I do think that I actually think that I've lost. See, the now. only thing I'm I'm wondering is. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we got these two. We got these two guys, and they are staring each other out. Who blinks first? Like mm. neither of them. There's never a blink. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think. I think the only thing that makes me think that maybe Kingpin wins is just the that shot power. If he puts his whole body behind that shot, not only does he score, but yeah, he that's kills true. <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, aside from that, I think I think I think what you say about the stare off, I think I think Robert De Niro's got that because that's his. I mean, that's his whole. I mean, ninety percent of a Robert De Niro performance is him staring. That at is people. true. That um, is true. But but I, I'm, honestly, I think I think Ooh. I think that's three two to you. 
which is shocking because we were we, we were determined that I'd have a home advantage, and I was a I was team with smug about a that. team with James from Team Rocket is beating a team with Kaiser Soze in the mobsters. It's the equivalent of Anderson at Man U. When like they're like, well, Matt Anderson's in the Champions <laughs> League and the Premier League, and I'm like, well, it <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> Rian Brewster at Liverpool. <laughs> Stop waving your medals. So around. if we, you, I mean, it? if we run through these teams just one more time, if we think this is a three-two game, yeah, we've got, we've got it for you. We've got Ace in goal. We've got Scarface in defence. Kaiser Soze in the middle. Tommy DeVito kicking around as a utility forward slash winger and then Paulie Walnuts up top and they're coming up against Jabba the Hutt in goal James from James <laughs> from Team Rocket from Pokemon in defence uh, Harry from In Bruges in midfield Gus Fring on the wing didn't didn't know that was Gus a thing Fring Gus Fring on the wing, wing. Um, <laughs> We should write a song, but that's another matter. Uh, and uh, yeah. and uh, Kingpin up top. Yeah. It's one of them teams, though, I think, without, you know, no disrespect, but I think my team is kind of like, it's kind of like a team that's it's kind of been, technic- you know, technically and tactically, it's perfect. And it's like a, it's like an Antonio Conte team, you know. He's got all the all the all the cogs he wants to make it work, and it does work. But then your team's like, a, you're not beating this player, this player, and this player, and it, therefore you've got no chance. It, which is, it, and it's won the game. It's Watford so, three, Liverpool nil. No one knows how. No one knows why. But that that's what it is. That's where it we're is. at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're at. What a match. What a match. Scintillating stuff there. Some huge matchups. I mean, Gus Fring versus Scarface already? That is elite level. Do you think we got it all right? Do you think 3 2 was the right score at the end? You can, of course, let us know on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. It's at FantFantFoot. That's F A N T F A N T or one word where you'll also find some hints about next week's show and various other little tidbits around the podcast uh thank you so much for listening um if you've enjoyed the first ever fantasy fantasy football podcast please follow us on spotify or subscribe uh whatever you're listening to us on um we'll be back next friday for another episode which promises to be absolutely magical until then We will see you next week. Bye.